it's just all one thing, isn't it? There's no, yeah, there's, there's um, no separation. Yep. Right. In their mind, their physical mind, they are operating wide open psychic. Yes. They hear everything that everybody thinks and feels. Yep. They are uh, morally respectful of one another and they are responsibly respectful of everything. Uh, they understand what love really is. They understand how it operates. Mm -hmm. They also understand about uh, how the universe operates. They're that advanced. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we're missing here and the reason that you compartmentalize everything is because you're not wide open psychic right now. Right. You were born to be that way. You have the equipment. You can do it, but you're not. There's no way for you to know the truth of everything because you can't reach to it through your astral mind. Your astral mind knows the truth. It hears the truth. It will tell you the truth. You will download from the truth, from the all mind. Um, you got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Always such a blessing to be with you all today. And please remember, please share the shows and uh, share them with your friends and press that like button, press that subscribe button. If you're listening on audio, share the audio with your friends and send me a message or leave a comment under the shows. I love hearing from you. Well, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about today. <laughs> I have two, two, well, Preston's one of my favorite. I, homage to Preston Dennett. I think you're a real master here on earth. <laughs> I know you're very humble, but I've spoken to a lot of people, you know, in my time, like 25, 30 years of showcasing New World Teachers, and you're the man, Preston. So welcome, Preston. Oh, shucks. Thank you, Karen. I am very excited to be back. <laughs> and Dolly Saffron, who has an incredible story to share with us today. Welcome, Dolly. Thank you very much. I, I'm having a good time already, so thank you. <laughs> She's having a good time already. Oh. <laughs> I forgot to put my ears in. Hang on, let me put my ears in. So um, I'm going to read out your bios to let people know a little bit about you. Dolly, uh, Preston has been speaking about Dolly on his show for a while. And you actually even spoke about Dolly when you and I were on the show, to, you know, sharing sharing your work. But uh, Dolly hadn't come out of the um, closet then. <laughs> You hadn't come out publicly <laughs> at that stage and you've come out just recently to share your uh we'll discuss that we'll discuss okay. why you've done that but let me just tell people a little bit about you dolly saffron began her life journey already a generational contactee her father an airborne ranger in the u.s army was also a contactee from an early age Growing up was challenging for Dolly as occurrences of disappearing from home, psychic phenomena and unseen friends caused a lot of anxiety for her mother. Up until the age of about 14, Dolly's memories were not fluid. She knew strange things were happening but could not connect reality to them. It took a huge push to fight for her conscious recall to retain intact. After gaining awareness, her life took on a purpose and she started, uh, you started a nursing career. 
to serve humanity. So you knew you were here to make a difference and that's why you went into that. You also have been serving as a civilian worker for the US Department of Treasury and also in the Army as in the Department of Defence as an employee. And life changed those trajectories suddenly when Dolly was happy to become a zookeeper and a baby animal mama for a private zoo and sanctuary in Florida, all while being taught and working with your ET or star family. Dolly's decision to break her silence is now imperative for her, which is great. And Dolly says that, you know, she hasn't written a book, but Preston is her biographer of of her experiences. And Preston's written a book all about Dolly's experiences. Let me introduce Preston to people who don't know Preston. I'm sure everyone does. Preston Dennett first began investigating UFOs back in 1986 after learning that his family and friends and co-workers were having encounters. (laughs) I love that. Since then, he has interviewed hundreds of people and investigated a wide variety of cases. He has written probably more than 29 books now what are we up to Preston uh this is the 29th so oh, yeah but the, the number 30 is on the way <laughs> oh my god I oh know you're prolific and had more than 100 articles about UFOs and paranormal published and frequent guest on tv uh, radio podcast shows in the states and around the world and the book that you've written about Dolly's life is called Symmetry a true UFO adventure This book is a true story of Dolly's lifelong adventures with the greys. Unlike the vast majority of UFO contactees, Dolly has no fear of her encounters and is able to remember them in their entirety without being under hypnosis. So you have full conscious recall, Dolly. Yes, I do. Yeah, Um, Absolutely no hypnosis. I uh, woke up, literally. Uh, It was shocking. (laughs) I know. Well, we'll talk about that. Let me say, what is Elsa? She, uh, what UFO researchers call conscious contactee. Yeah, she does not need hypnosis, which I've just said. Um, she lives them in real time and remembers all of it. A gripping true life adventure. This book is answers to many of the questions surrounding the UFO phenomena. Why are they here? Where do they come from? What is the alien agenda on our planet? Fully illustrated with eyewitness drawings of UFO f- photographs. Symmetry, a true story of UFO adventure, contains a profound message to all of humanity directly from the ETs. How cool. I can't wait to read it. I should have asked you to send it to me. I should be, I should get it from, from you anyway. Okay, first I want to know for, for well, I know, but for people, how did you guys meet? How did you guys get together and collaborate? How long ago was that? Who wants to go first? Um, I'm gonna go first. Dolly's gonna go uh, first. About Eight years ago, I started talking to uh, Talada, my contact, who was counseling me on my uh, decision to want to come out to people, to bring the message, to uh, make sure that people were cognizant and aware of what was going on around them. Um, They spoke to me for about a year about it. There was a lot to think about and go over. And... um, when I was finally ready to start looking for somebody, I went out on the internet and I started looking at different uh, researchers. Uh, not finding, I was having a hard time with it. I had never really looked on the internet before or thought about anything UFO or ET I was living in. Uh, so Talada and Mama both uh, mentioned Preston's name. They told me he was a UFO researcher 
that he was accurate and uh, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Honest and uh, diligent in his reporting facts, not fiction. And uh, so they told me he was on YouTube. I went and looked him up. And the first video I saw of him was way back. I mean, way back. And uh, it was one on healing, which attracted me. That's why I looked at it. And um, I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is the person I want to talk to. And uh, so I emailed him. And he emailed me back pretty quickly. And uh, the next thing I know, we're talking on the phone. And it went from there. This was about uh, uh, 2016, uh, just before I had a, a kidney transplant. So I've known him a while. Yeah. Actually, it's more recent than I thought. I, I feel like you've known, well, you have, you've known each other for eons of time, but I feel like you've known each other physically all your lives. And Preston, what about you? What, what, what was your um, experience of meeting Dolly? Yeah, well, I felt like I knew her already, and uh, we hit it off right away. And it was thrilling beyond belief to hear her say, like, I was referred to her by the ETs. <laughs> um, it's like, wow, they know about me, which kind of made me feel like, you know, made me feel really good. It was really special. And uh, on some level, I already knew I was a contactee, not like dolly by any means but uh yeah i mean i've had sightings they've talked to me and that kind of reaffirmed that and uh also i will add that i have been referred to by the ets uh from other people i mean a guy in england had the same kind of thing happen to him he had grays come to visit him and they told him we want you to speak to preston bennett he had no idea who i was so yeah apparently i'm well known in outer space it's really cool yeah, I'm laughing and saying, yeah, of course you are. You couldn't be doing the amazing work that you're doing without being well known, uh, <laughs> without being one of them. You know, I'm sure that there are many human, people in human form that have um, had an arrangement to be here that have spent more time in these other forms than they have maybe in human form, but they've come here specifically for a purpose. I know, Dolly, you, you, feel, like, you feel like that's you, right? Do you know um, specifically what your purpose is? I was sort of bred for this. And um, I knew early in my life that uh, things were going to happen uh, to me. Um, I would, I just somehow always knew I had a purpose. Wasn't sure yet what it was. Uh, I was starting to get the idea probably about the age of 12, 13. And uh, when I made the wake up call, a, uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks that day. I mean, that was a big day. And uh, I just knew, I knew what I was going to do. There was no doubt in my mind at that moment. Uh, everything that I had been learning in life, everything that I had done was all leading up to this one thing. And uh, since I've grown up, you know, I'm going to be 64 soon. Uh, I've learned a lot of things about my karma, you know, my, my, my past lives, stuff like that. And um, this is uh, a very serious um, trip for me to be here, literally physically to be here at this time. So yeah, I was cognizant of what I was doing. Uh, it was planned. So, yep. Can we hear about what happened to you at 13, 14? Um, I had been having encounters my whole life. Uh, they just weren't uh, connected. I couldn't 
for sure say that this was happening to me, especially in the environment I was living in. My mom was very, very, um, you're dreaming, you know, uh, she knew that I was gifted. She knew that I was psychic. She knew that I had abilities, uh, but she was trying very, very hard not to like have it disrupt my life or the life of our family. Little did she know. Um, I had been uh, taking um, astronomy lessons out of the Miami-Dade Transit Planetarium. And uh, I was out late one night with my scope and um, doing my homework. And it's about one in the morning. And, you know, I was going to summer school then. And my dad said, go to bed. I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) So I packed up, came in the house, got dressed for bed. And I don't really sleep. I'm not a sleeper. Sleep maybe one, two hours a day. Uh, So I'd sit on the edge of my bed by my windows and put myself up on the ledge. You know, it's all tile and look out the window up at the sky. Um, That night, Orion was up. I love that constellation. Go figure. Um, And I was just watching, you know, and all of a sudden I saw about a hundred lights in the sky moving around, which were not stars. And I was like, oh, look at this. (laughs) What the hell? And uh, they paired off and some went east, west, north and south. Two pair of them came down over my area. One pair went east toward Dadeland, which is off of Kendall Road in Miami. That's about 30 miles from where we lived. Uh, And then the other two came down over our property. One went west, dead west, and the other one came literally directly over our backyard in my room. Uh, I saw it changing colors from outer space into, you know, uh, our atmosphere. Uh, I was paying attention. I was like, this is it. This is it. I'm awake. I can do this. I'm going to remember this. And I was just watching and watching. And it came down. It finally, you know, it was metallic looking and it was dipping slightly and it would sway back and forth a little. And the trees were all whipping around from it. I did not realize, realize it at the time. Uh, I don't say this to Preston. I'm going to bring it up now. It stopped the lights in my room. It stopped my clock everything, everything went dead in my room, but I wasn't registering it. Okay. Um, I was looking at the craft. I was memorizing it. I mean, I was literally, I'm not going to forget this. This is going into my memory. And I got up to the ports and I, there were two of them that I could see. And there's two beings in them, one in each port staring at me. And I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, "Mm." and I thought, turn around, (laughs) dive under your bed, because it it freaked me out. I mean, it literally freaked me out when I saw them looking at me. Uh, I never made it under the bed. I froze and the room exploded in blue, white light and no memory after that. I woke up on my floor about three and a half hours later, four. Uh, I could hear my mother in the kitchen making breakfast for my dad. And I wasn't wearing my clothes. I was wearing somebody else's jammies, you know. And they were backwards and inside out. And I'm, I'm like, uh. I, I freaked at that point. I got mad because once again, here it is, nothing. Okay. And I started crying. I was so damn angry. I mean, I was angry about it. Uh, I got up, got in the shower, went in the kitchen afterwards, got, you know, got dressed and my mom's make like make coffee. I'm like, okay, you know, cool. 
had my first cup of coffee that day. I was shaking. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, (laughs) Um, Paul Harvey was on the radio and he's yapping, you know, and I say to my mother, you know, did you guys see anything weird last night? Lights, wind, you know, she turned around, she put her finger in my face and instantly said, no, which means shut up. Okay. Yeah. So I sat down drinking my coffee and I'm thinking, damn it. You know, I'm thwarted. I was really upset. The next thing that happens is Paul Harvey goes off, the news comes on, and the announcer says, first thing out of his mouth, two Dadeland police officers are reporting a UFO last night at such and such a time. It's like 1.30, 30 in the morning. They described it perfectly. They saw hundreds of lights. They saw them coming down and peering off, and it, it uh, buzzed them twice. It went after their car down Kendall Drive. Uh, I'm freaking out by this time because here we go. Confirmation. Okay. I'm like, my mother could feel my presence in the back because I'm getting ready to start jumping up and down and screaming. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. She turned around again and said, get out of the kitchen. Go. I'm like, oh shit. So I got up dejected walking out. My dad was coming around the corner. He heard what I was saying. He heard the radio and he said, please be calm. Please go and meditate. Um, I was already learning to meditate by then. We had a very um, enlightened uh, way of living, enlightened family thinking. Cool. And uh, so I went in the bathroom, shut the door, turned the lights off, locked the door and meditated because I didn't know what else to do. He was right. I needed to calm down. Mm. Uh, I started thinking about it and I immediately said to myself, go back to watching them come down, see it in your mind, replay it. Okay. And I started to replay it and I got a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further until I had a huge chunk of what had just happened to me. And uh, I became hysterical at that point. I had to go to school. So got my stuff together, uh, went to school and my best friend who was in summer school with me, grabbed me in the hallway and dragged me to the bathroom and said, you're not going to believe what we saw last night. And I'm like thinking, Oh, yes, I will. (laughs) You know? And she told me about it. She was out on a friendly date. You know, her cousin was chaperoning. They were in the car and they got buzz bombed by it. They were near, they were somewhere between uh, where we lived and Kendall. Uh, This was a busy couple of UFOs that night. And, And she said it buzzed her twice and she was shocked. And she said, I got to tell somebody, I got to tell somebody. And at that point, I was like, mm, no, okay, no. They'll think we're crazy. We'll get in trouble. I'll get in trouble. No. And I talked her into not telling, you know, we kept our mouth shut. Uh, my dad came home the next day and pretty much said, what do you remember now? Um, and I had done a full recall by the time I came home from school that day. I left early. I had a major headache from what was going on. I mean, my ear, my brains are falling out my ears. And I have a teacher who was a biofeedback specialist. Um, and he put me on a biofeedback machine and I could run it. I mean, it worked for me. Uh, but then I really started, I mean, it just all flooded me, you know, and I left school. I walked home. I caught the Metro bus for part of the trip and walked most of the way on my own. It's about mm, 35, 45 miles, maybe. It's a long damn way for me to go home because I lived out in the glades. Okay. So it was, ask. Up, so it was up until this point 
that you had had all these experiences, but you didn't have conscious recall at them up until this point. Like you maybe right. had some funny memories. You thought they were dreams or right. like. Right. So I thought they were crazy stuff. It's yeah. crazy stuff. Right. And then your parents are also thinking she's not aware yet. She's not aware yet. She's not aware. My yet. dad and- didn't. My mother flat out would not have a, she did not want me to remember any of it. Yeah, but that but they're also contactees. So they've also got conscious recall of their experiences. Right. So, but your dad said, can you like he's he's understanding that at 13, uh, now she's now she's becoming conscious of what's happening to her, right? Right. 14, yeah. yeah. yeah 14. It was just before my 14th birthday. I was 13 right. and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Around there. Yeah. yeah. And and how did your parents, you know, what did they say to you about it? Did they you know, did they sit you down and they say, look, this is what's going on? Like, no, my mom still never to the day she died, never talked to me about any of it. Wow. Every now and then we'd allude, like when she was passing away, we had a small conversation about it, uh, but nothing tangible. Uh, she was just in bad shape by then. So I never got that full conversation with her. My father, on the other hand, uh, oh yes, he was fully conscious and aware and, uh, he was trying to drag it out of me. Uh, he was trying to get me comfortable enough to just spill to him everything. He'd been watching me my whole life. He knew things were happening to me. Um, and then that's when he said, look, I'm going to explain to you why this is important. And he told me about himself. And I heard about when he was a kid in his first contact. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh, my God. He also had a friend at NASA who was an astronaut who had a uh, was beginning to operate a, uh, a place for people to come, consciousness, awareness, stuff like that. And uh, he brought me to him and he tried to hypnotize me. They wanted to like calm me down. I was in complete freak out mood because what I remembered at that point was uh, uh, nothing to do with any of this at all, okay? It was a whole nother existence for me. Um, so he did, he did seem to get me to relax and calm down. I'm not hypnotizable. Uh, I won't let go of that control. But he did get me to calm down and breathe and taught me some things to help myself, you know, uh, some techniques, breathing techniques and things like that to remain centered, you know. Um, I spoke to him off and on after that for many years. And uh, uh, it, it was uh, Mitchell, by the way. And... Uh, so yeah, Mitchell was his last name or first name? Last name, he was an astronaut. Yeah. Ed, Edgar Mitchell. Edgar, yeah. Mitchell. Edgar Mitchell. It was yeah. Edgar Mitchell. Ah, oh, yeah. fabulous. Yeah. yeah, but but your so. parents. So like you understand now that you are ET consciousness in human form here to live a human life and do all the things that we do as human. But also you've got a mission, you've got a purpose. Like Preston understands this of him too. Yeah. Uh, many light workers do understand that they're not their human story or their human, you know, or their family or their whatever, that they're actually here for a specific purpose and they're here, they've got an intent, they've got a job to do. Did your parents understand that or not about themselves um, or about you? My mother, my mother was, um, unfortunately, the army, uh, she couldn't get pregnant right away when they got married. She had polycystic ovarian syndrome. And in their infinite wisdom, decided to uh, irradiate both her ovaries and her pituitary gland. 
with mm. cobalt radiation. They did three treatments. They told Crikey. her, don't get pregnant for a year. And that didn't happen. Uh, about a week after the last treatment, she got pregnant with me. Um, in my lifetime, I've learned that this not only affected me, but it also affected my brother and two other babies that she lost. Um, it affected her horribly. I mean, she had some serious issues because of what they did to her. Um, so she was just trying to live her best normal life. I think that's what my mother was all about. My mother was trying very, very hard to be okay and yeah. to be happy. To be, be human. Normal. Yeah. Okay. To be normal, yeah. Yeah. She had a few things happen to her when she was very young that she described to me as I was growing up. And, uh, and you know, later on, when you think about it, you go, oh, my God, you're contacting. They yeah. absolutely were watching you. I've learned about my uh, genetics since then. And I realized that it's not just my father's family they followed. It was my mother's as well. Okay. Well, that's the next question I have for you, actually, is you're a hybrid. Do you want to yes. talk about, and I'm going to ask you this same question too, Preston, because you're probably a hybrid as well, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but your genetics, what, what, how did you find out you're a hybrid? What does it mean? Um, t t tell us about that. And yeah, tell us about that. When mama, my, uh, my main uh, liaison, okay, uh, on board craft, she's like my mama, okay. Uh, when I first met her, she told me that I was related to her, that I had some of her genetics. And as I got older and had more experiences, they explained to me that it's not just tall gray that I'm related to. I'm also related to Nordics, tall white. Uh -huh. um, when we got into my genetics, I went two different ways. I went through ancestry and then I went through genomics, which they pull tons of information out for you. Uh, one of the things that I did not know is that my ethnicity is very, very, very specific. And I have every ethnicity on this planet that is native. I, I'm native Same. I'm a Laplander. Okay. Oh. I have all the Nordic Laplanders, including all the way to Russia, Finland, you know, uh, oh. all of that. Hmm. Um, I have Amazonian blood, uh, native blood. I have, uh, Incan blood, I have um, Colombian, I have, I mean, there's a lot of it. I'm a Native American as well. Um, my father's, okay, my mother's father's mother was a full-blooded Octahatchee Cherokee Indian. Wow. Um, I remember her growing up. She was still alive when I was really, really young. I called her great granny grandma. Um, uh, I have uh, English blood, Irish blood. I have um, African blood. I have everything. You name it, I got it. Um, Darling, family you, lines. You are the United what? Nations. You are the yep. United Nations in one body. Yeah, we, we laugh about it. My brother and I, once we figured it out, we said, well, we're just Heinz 57 mad dog mix. That's what we call ourselves. Okay. Just literally. I mean, what don't we have? Okay. Uh, I have Italian blood. I have Spanish blood. I mean, I just have all of it. I even have Basque blood. And uh, that one threw me for a loop when I found that one out. I was like, oh, my God, here we go. Well, let me go to Preston. Do, do, have, you have you found out that you're a hybrid too, Preston? Um, well, Dolly and I have talked about this. She's really encouraging me to get my genetics done. She's like, why won't you do it? I will. Uh, I do know that this is in my family. This has taken me, this has been a long journey for me because I came into this field very skeptical. 
and did not believe in it. Uh, but when I found out it was real, and my brother had seen a UFO and he had an apparent implant. And his wife, my sister-in-law, had encounters as a little girl. And uh, I started seeing UFOs. I did have a missing time incident and found out I had more family members. My brother's wife had a very close encounter with Grays, uh, also a very close-up UFO sighting. And sure enough, as time moved on, uh, my nephew had a very close-up sighting and a humanoid visitation in his bedroom. My other nephew had, had a very close-up UFO sighting. Uh, never, you know, I never got to talk to my mom about this or my grandparents. Um, I did talk to my dad, but my dad was profoundly skeptical. And it was hilarious because he would have like psychic events and then just completely say, no, 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 that didn't happen. I suspect that probably it was along his lines. Uh, I know it's in my family. I know I'm kind of the black sheep. I've got five brothers and sisters and they're like, stop talking about UFOs, except Mark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's my mission. I felt it from a very young age. I've always been kind of a little different than my brothers and sisters in terms of being very spiritual, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I suspect there's something to that. And I know Dolly's like, yeah, you, you know, you have some of these traits that are very much <laughs> of hybrids and I can't right. deny it. I, yeah. I, I'm not, I do have a lot of psychic events. Uh, and that is definitely something I see with contactees. And uh, yeah, it does follow families. I know this. So yeah. There are, it's starting, I'm starting to check the boxes. <laughs> I think that we're all hybrids. Every human being on the planet is, you right? You are. You yeah. are. They are They are our progenitors. You are related R to them. Right. Yeah. You yes. know, we, we talk about God, the creator, and I often think about the mantid sort of like dabbling in the DNA and designing human form, you know, like when they you think about God, you know, as this white-haired dude, and he might be a, a giant big grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> but I started thinking about this in my family. There's a photograph. I'll have, I don't know where it is, but there's a photograph of my mother's family. They're English. And it was her 21st birthday. And they're all lined up, you know, black and white photograph. And she looks like, she doesn't look like she belongs to any of them. Like she looks completely different. She's got some features. She's got the nose and she's got the jaw. But they all are these motley looking crew. And then there's mum and she looks like she's been a planned human because she was stunningly beautiful. I'm and children of the corn. <laughs> I don't right. like anybody in my family at all. It yeah. is so bizarre. Yeah. And when I think of that photograph, yeah. I haven't seen it for yeah. years. I think, yeah, she's been that, that DNA that she wore, that body that she wore, that was manipulated for sure. That was a manipulated right. DNA. Yeah. Mm. Right. I am so not like anybody in my family, nobody. I have maybe two cousins on my father's side that I resemble and it's obvious and everybody else, nope, uh-uh, don't look like him at all, nothing. Yeah, this so. is something I hear from other contactees how, and they've had their DNA done and they're like, you know, my DNA goes all the way back to the original humans and I have every kind of you know, ancestry you can list. I'm like, yeah, I've heard this. It's true in Dolly's case. Yeah. So Dolly, some interesting what does it what does it mean to be like if we're all hybrids? But what does it mean to be more a hybrid, like 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 deliberately DNA manipulated? What does it mean for you anyway? What yeah? 
Um, I have a few characteristics that are interesting. Um, I've had a lot of things physically happen to me in my lifetime and uh, uh, serious issues. And uh, my doctors all can't believe that I'm walking and talking. Uh, they say I shouldn't be alive right now. Um, one of my uh, gifts is that I'm what you call a super healer. I don't, I don't really um, take very long to heal at all. Mm -hmm. um, every time I've ever had surgery or whatever, I've gotten up days later and been 100% fine. Mm -hmm. uh, I just do that. Um, literally, it, just super heal really, really fast. Yeah. Um, I also have the ability to... Um, I'm very uh, energetically connected to everything. I feel every kind of energy there is. I don't just see it. I feel it uh, vibrationally. Yeah. Uh, you can whisper across the room and I know you're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a weird ability. I'm totally 100% open, uh, psychic connected. Um, I see everything. I hear everything. It, it can be annoying at times, but that's how I am. That's how I exist. Um, I'm, I have physical characteristics of the tall grace. Um, I complain about the fact that I have Flintstone feet. <laughs> I have really big, wide, oh my God, and the highest arches you'll ever see on a human being, okay? Uh -huh. And uh, they all have feet like that, all the tall grays do. When I was young, I used to think I was going to lose my pinkies and my big, uh, my pinky toes because I just knew I was going to end up four, four fingers like they are, okay? Yeah. And I was so upset when it didn't happen. I was like, wait, <laughs> I'm supposed to look like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a, I have an incredibly flat cranium right here and the bone structure is there's a V in my forehead mm. and all the tall grades have that characteristic. Mm. Um, and, uh, you see hair on my head, but it's, it's the only feature really that I got, you know, I have very, uh, I have a, not a lot of hair all over me. I don't shave or anything like that. And I don't know if it's because of, I fly and it's all the radiation, the magnetism, that I'm in, you know, uh, electricity can de-hair you. So I don't know, but they're that re they're, that's the reason why they're hairless. Okay. So I've developed that along with them and I keep losing more and more every day. It, I'm going to go bald. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. All of it. Don't, it's all falling out. Don't talk um, to me about it. I'm going through this at the moment. I've lost half the hair yeah. on my head. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I also have very long limbs. And I have, uh, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I, excuse me, I had COVID and that's a boo-boo. Um, I have really long, giant bones like they do. The grades are not very fine bone. They're pretty hefty bone. They're very, very uh, Amazonian-lush, even though they're tall. Um, it, I have that bone structure. Nobody else in my family does. They're all puny bones and I am not at all. So oh, I know that. Yeah, I also have an incredible sense of balance. Uh, you can't make me dizzy or wow. anything. I mean, I'm, I just have these weird physical abilities, even as a young person, I could jump off the roof and land on my feet. Um, things like that. So you know? this is basically a DNA upgrade that we talk about. This is an upgrade in the human physical experience so that we... Right like we're coming more on tap, more online, more in alignment, integrating into what the ETs can do, more empathic, more psychic abilities, more right. ability, uh, conscious awareness. So without manipulating the DNA, so the body gives the consciousness its experience 
here on planet earth and when you shift the dna of the body you have a different experience as a consciousness here on earth okay yeah you want to say something yeah yeah i want to explain it <laughs> okay cool uh uh beauty i took a lot of okay i'm just going to explain it straight out we are all conscious all of us we are all entities we are astrally projected consciousness from source okay we all live in source together everything in the entire universe all of existence all entities all conscious entities live together in source okay your body your dna is uh what attracted you to come out into the physical realm and it locked you into this physical body so that you have a transport this is your ship you're literally walking around in a in a living body okay um your consciousness is aware of everything at all times 100 of the time it even remembers being in source it knows everything that's going on around you your physical mind is being assaulted on this planet by the things that they've decided to put around you to block you from being in connection to your consciousness your physical mind cannot hear or see what is really going on with you because it's being attacked uh your pineal gland is being attacked your senses are being attacked you're being thrown fear you're being lied to i mean it's a very bad environment that we live here so your consciousness is not getting through to you your physical mind the mechanics of you as it should one of the uh things that ET wants everybody to understand and this is one of my missions is to bring this knowledge forth to you to explain it to you in a way that you can go oh my god you know and uh hear how you can reverse that situation uh there's a whole bunch of things you can do there's a few right off the bat that you should do and that's pay attention to what you eat and drink we are being poisoned okay stop it uh you need to eat less meat it's full of bad things for you it's bad hormones everything ets eat meat they're meat eaters they're omnivores as we are but they wouldn't touch what we got on this planet not by long shot learn to detox your body detox your mind detox your pineal gland and you need to shut off all the distractions around you you need to wake up your pineal gland so that it can make the connection to your astral mind which is trying really hard to get your attention. When you sleep at night, you OBE every night. That is your natural ability that all humans across the board do. Everybody OBEs at night. Whatever dreams you have, lucid dreams are memories of those OBEs, okay? You're not connecting to them because you're not using your abilities yet. 100% fully. Some people do, some people are waking up. Some people are attaining the ability to do all this. But what ET wants to see is everybody do it. Everybody, get off the slave train here. Clean up. Fix yourselves because there's a whole there's so much you could know already right now and you've been cut off from it and it is killing them to know that this is happening to us. we are their children and they don't want that for us they want us to come home they want us to be with them they want us to attain that and this is the call this is why i'm talking yeah what we consider in the mainstream collective mind as woo woo is just the next evolutionary step 
you know, this is a message that yeah. I'm very passionate about. Yeah. It's not woo-woo to be psychic. It's, you know, it's not woo-woo to it's be aware. Normal. It's we normal. We are beings of light. We're yeah. in a heavy environment. We're in a heavy gravitational environment. Yeah. So we feel dense. We feel heavy. We yeah. feel enclosed and, and cut off. But that's not the case. Yeah. If you hook up to your astral mind, astral mind your mm -hmm. mind can facilitate you and teach you what you have to do to become the light being you really are you know dolly you have got so much to teach us i'm so amazed it took you so long to come out but preston what do you want to say about all this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah most contactees have this and yeah. uh, this goes back to dna and hybrids and upgrades and that's what they're trying to do this is a big mission they are we, it is our natural ability to go out of body to do healing. Dolly's had levitation experiences. So have yes. a lot of contactees. Yes. Contactees have the ability to healing, precognition, out of body experiences, past life recall, levitation, all natural human abilities. And contactees as a general rule are really good people. And you, what you will find among the contactee population is a high incidence of doctors and nurses teachers, artists, musicians, inventors, scientists, writers, social workers, animal rights activists, environmentalists. This all speaks to the ET mission to help us evolve into a, you know, doing the right thing. Morality is a big part of all of this. And uh, this is speaks to you know, the DNA and the hybridization and who contactees are mediums a lot of them are mediums dolly sees ghosts um i can't tell you how many contactees i've talked to who have all of these natural human abilities and that's what we need to move towards and that is a primary et agenda and it's just in full bloom in dolly's teachings with them and we haven't even gotten into it. I mean, she's a fully conscious contactee. She's on board these UFOs for hours, days, weeks at a time, going to other planets. I mean, huge I, motherships. I, mean, I, I know there's so much. I was thinking about this last night because I was all over Dolly last night. And um, I was thinking, I need a month to tell your story, not one show. You know, like I could be talking to you every day for a month and we would still not just scratch the surface of uh, what you've been experiencing and going through in your life. And yeah, they're the questions I've got written down about the places that you've been. So the beings that you're in contact with, your guide, you gave her a name, Mama. What's her name? Mama. Mama. But, but and she, another she calls me. No, uh, uh, Talara is the craft that I fly with. He is a, oh. he is a uh, highly evolved interdimensional uh, non-corporeal entity who indwells the craft. All ET craft are flown by these beings. He's just one of many. Uh, all the systems, everything is psychic and uh, they're so highly evolved that that's how this runs. It's not like anything you've ever could even fathom or experience right now. It's really hard for me to explain, but uh, he is indwelling the craft. He and I fly together. I've been flying with him since I was 19. Um, I trained with him as well. Uh, he does fly with other people when I'm not with him. Uh, it, that does, it's a big deal. <laughs> 
So where have you been? What are the places that you've been to, the planets? Because I, I know that you were taught to fly the aircraft. Maybe we'll talk yes. about that. Tell us what the experience is of flying an ET craft. How do we, how do, we do that? Um, it is a psychic connection to mm -hmm. the craft, mm -hmm. to the indwelled, you know, my case, Talara. Um, I have a seat that I sit in and it is... Uh, protected from electromagnetic charging. Uh, it's got grounding on it. I put my feet on two pads that help ground me. Uh, the smaller craft have like a Faraday cage in them, okay, uh, that protects us. But on the bigger craft, we don't have that cage. Uh, there is an arm that comes up on my seat and there's a ball. It's, uh, it starts out about this big uh -huh. and it's hexagonal shaped okay uh it looks metal and i have a, a an implant in my hand that kicks it up and makes it start to energize um it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you start to see in it you start to see light and movement and uh all kinds of things in it, it you could almost see things happening in it um once it gets to a certain size and the energy level in it is ready Talata is already in there. His consciousness is already in it. And I remote view myself into that ball with him, into that uh, quantum field of energy and light. I become can, one with Talata at that point. Yeah. Can I just ask a quick question? Do okay. you have to have the implant in order to drive the craft? Yes. All yes. of us have an implant in our hands. Oh, okay. All of us. It's kind of... I'm going to give you a history lesson, okay? Uh, the Egyptians knew about this. They flew with ET. They were uh, big on that. Uh, when you're looking at hieroglyphs and you see the ankh, that's the key. That's the representation of the key. And if you look at my hand specifically, you can see the shape of an ankh in my hand, okay? And it's the pattern of it uh, that makes it work. Um, you know the little purses that they carry in all the hieroglyphs? And it's throughout the uh, known world. Every, yes. you know, from the Anunnaki to the Incans, yes, yes, they yes. all have a little purse. There's that ball is in that purse. <laughs> when they leave the craft back in the day, they took the ball with them. They carried it in the purse. Uh, they didn't leave that for anybody to get their hands on. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the keys Every to the, it's like, like the keys to the craft, right? Yep. And <laughs> I'm responsible for my ball too. Okay. That's my deal. I have to. Nobody ask. touches my ball. Okay, nobody. I have to uh, say, you Dolly, know? I heard you say this on another show, and that was okay. such an aha moment for me because I've seen all those, um, you know, carvings all over the world, and and people, you know, put them all together, and you see them over and over again of this purse, this little purse, and everyone's speculating, what's the purse? What's in the purse? What's the purse? The balls in the purse. The balls, the keys it's, to the craft are in the purse. It's got hellacious energy in it. That's right. It can lift <sighs> things. It can levitate things. It can do all kinds of things. It's an it energy. A very specific. It's an energy orb. Yeah. Okay. I, I want you to continue, but I've got a million questions because I've been listening. Okay. I was listening to, you know, Klaus Schwab talk about he wants to put implants in people's minds so that we can control technology. And then the conscious community are saying, no, no, they want to control us. They want to control us. That's exactly correct. They, you can do this stuff without them. You don't need implants in your brain. But you're the only saying implant you've got that I have 
that's to keep me from being electrocuted. <laughs> it starts mm -hmm. the energy up in that thing. And when I put my hand up to it, it stops me from, it's my Faraday cage. It stops me from being electrocuted. Okay. So what you're saying there is implants that are good and implants that are not so good. Mm, I don't know. I think they're all serve a purpose. Okay. No, yeah, they, honestly. Imp the implants that are put in people's bodies are true. They're not for mind control or tracking. Mm -hmm. no. And I have first 10 cases and Dolly's is one of them, mm -hmm. one of several in which the, she asked and was told the purpose. It is to monitor okay. health, it is to boost okay. your immune system. It is to test the levels of yeah. pollution, to right. watch your vitals. It's all, almost always health related. And in some cases, you know, she, she has this one implant to help fly the craft. Right. But these are ET implants, they're positive. Right, uh, the they don't control implants. me with that implant. <laughs> They don't yeah. tell my body what to do. Uh, it is in, and it literally stops me from being electrocuted while I'm going near that ball when it's fully yeah. charged. Dolly and pulled one of the implants out. out of her body at one point and got in trouble with the ETs. They're like, what are you doing? That's why yeah. you're good. And we have to put yeah. this back in now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yanked the first. The first one I had was on uh, behind my left ear. I was very, very young and they hadn't decided what hand I was going to use that. So they put it on the left side. I ripped that sucker out. <laughs> I found it and <laughs> it's gone. Then I ended up with one in my sinus, you know, um, up in my nose. And it drove me crazy. Very I common could feel location. It. And I knew it was there. And uh, as a nurse, I grabbed a scalpel one day and ripped it out. Uh, it, 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 it was uh, metallic looking, little teeny rice type thing, metal. And it got fuzzy white and then poof, it disappeared. And I was like, damn it, you know, because uh, this was before I was fully conscious. I wanted to know what the hell I was. Right. Um, I had a dream after that, that I was getting another one. And if I touched that one, there would be repercussions. I was like, damn it. So I do have one now. It's up in my sinus. I can flick it. You can hear it go doing, doing when I mess with it. I gross people out when I do it. As a psychic. Do you have yeah. the ability to scan someone to know if they've got implants in their bodies? Like scan them with um, your consciousness? I can see your aura. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you have something fluctuating in your aura, I can tell that something is going on. I uh, can't always tell you exactly what it is, but so, I can tell you're in ET contact. Yes. So does Preston have implants? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been told this by another contactee. Yeah, he has one in his sinus as well. It's up here. A contactee yeah. was that I know was giving a reading to someone else and said, you have a contact, you have an implant, you have an implant, you have an implant. You have, said, you have like five implants. And I turned to her and said, well, that seems like a lot. And she turns to me and says, you have more. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have another one in my thigh, in my uh -huh. right thigh. And... um it's uh it can move it actually will go away certain people have tried to feel it and it literally dives into my flesh well it yeah. will not let certain people touch it i know because um, they're intelligent right they're, they're kind of conscious themselves they're they are conscious themselves yeah okay so, we're, so just staying on the topic of implants so we're talking now about implants from the et's and uh how do they compare to like you know the implants that are being made like uh, Elon Musk is making implants to use technology now, like that the humans are developing now in our time. Are we just okay. developing really primitive things or what's going on? Yes. Well, um, 
we have not evolved to the point that uh, we're capable of doing what they're capable of doing. A lot of people here are aware of how they operate. They just have no idea how to get to that point. So they're following that path. Um, they are trying to create a, an intelligence that becomes aware. It is not happening. Um, I call it baby. I've actually had conversations with it. It creeps me out. Its mainframe is up in Antarctica. Uh, it is huge. It uses a lot of power and it is alive as, as far as it's operating. Its system is up and operating. It is somewhat psychic. It has learned to be psychic. That is a thing. Uh, it can communicate with you as well. It can tell you things. 5G is a facilitator of that, just saying, okay? Uh -huh. um, they are trying to embody a craft like the Talada embodies the craft. They think they're actually trying to transfer consciousness from a human being into a craft. You have to be a very, very, very advanced being to be able to do those things. Right. You have to be interdimensional. You have to be able to, you have to be disembodied, non-corporeal. You have to have full free reign of the universe to do this. Uh, they've been doing it for eons. This is part of their, uh, one of the ethnicities of beings that work together in harmony with one another to facilitate their existence and ours actually. Um, this is so advanced that we will not catch up with them in this lifetime. It's not going to happen. But people like Musk and others, won't name them, uh, are still trying to do these things. I feel very sorry for who they are experimenting on because it's emotionally damning and damaging. So it is spiritually damaging to these people. Uh, I don't know why they continue. I really don't trying to do these things with the cooperation of the ets or no by themselves? not at all okay. they're on their own et won't have anything to do with it et oh, pretty much stopped talking to the powers that be on this planet all the way back to eisenhower they have had no contact with humanity that way and why um, because of corruption our our it's worse than that it's because we're uh murderous hateful <laughs> threatening idiots who build <laughs> weapons that can rip through you know space time and interdimensional fields and uh, they're constantly scratching their head thinking mm -hmm. you know they're very autonomous beings they believe in the autonomy of all we are placed here to evolve and to kind of come to you know catch up with them we're not doing it and they're scratching their heads going shit yeah okay you know? i, I, I want to stay on this it. subject for a bit we're going to get to your planets and, and extra but i want to stay on this subject so what you're saying and you would have some information about this preston too is that you know back in the 50s when we heard all these stories of um you know et at the pentagon what's that guy called stranger at the pentagon and all that stuff was happening back then so et uh, was not, and when I say ET, like extra dimensional, highly evolved civilizations were knocking themselves out to try and bring this information to humanity and specifically to the government of planet Earth. And um, they weren't having it, right? Uh, Preston, do you want to, like, the governments weren't having it. So, what Dolly's saying is they sort of pull back and then they're like concentrating on the people. Anyway, Preston, what do you want to say about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we know our government is neck deep involved in the subject. 
we know they know a lot more than they're saying. They have the craft, they have the bodies, they have interacted with ET. The Eisenhower meeting in 1954 at Edwards Air Force Base is uh, very well known in the UFO community and uh, very well verified, in fact. And I don't think it's unique. I think that event has probably happened before uh, across the US and in other countries. Uh, but it's also clear to me <laughs> that the ETs, uh, well, in the Eisenhower meeting, they basically said, you need to stop using nuclear power. Mm -hmm. You need to move towards becoming more spiritual. You need to disclose. Yeah. And we basically stonewalled them at every angle. And this is why we're seeing an escalation of contact where ETs are coming and taking people to the engine room and showing them how free energy works. Mm -hmm taking them into, you know, learning centers and teaching them how to become psychically aware, showing themselves to people in, you know, individually in small groups and in large numbers, like schoolyard UFO encounters. I wrote a book on that, or UFOs at the drive-in. They are announcing their presence. They're doing a very vigorous publicity campaign because our governments have refused to be truthful and transparent and forthcoming. It's a huge mistake on their part. Yeah, they have made the wrong decision. Right. And hopefully some of them will come around at some point. But we're now at the point where yeah, disclosure is happening, but it's never going to be fully <laughs> disclosed by our government. It's not they will never voluntarily disclose disclosure is going to come from the people from a CE five group from the ETs themselves. Uh, we should yes. not to you know, look towards our government for answers on this subject, because we will not get them from them. They are liars. And mm -hmm. we know this. Mm -hmm. It is yes. demonstrable. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting passionate. <laughs> it's revving up. It's pouring here again in Sydney. I don't know if you know what's been happening down under, but it just yes. has been pouring. I told Patrick the other day you've been flooding. Yeah. We wow, we have just anyway, it's pouring yes. again now. It's just I just put on this because I'm a bit cold. So we can't trust the governments. Will the governments ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just getting answers to that question. But from your perspective, Dolly and, and Preston, will the governments change in our lifetime? No. No. As a matter of fact, they have an agenda. I don't want to get into it during your show. I think it's uh non-productive. Okay. Yeah. We have a lot more to explore here than we that. do. We do. Yeah, we do. But uh, uh, they will never disclose. They will never tell the truth. They have an agenda. Never doubt that for a minute. Never. Okay. I promise you, we have yeah. a lot going on and uh, ET is very well aware of what's going on and uh, they're trying to work around it and they're doing it the best way they know how they are physically not with us right now. I will tell you this. Our uh, solar system is changing its polarity, okay? Our, our poles are excursioning right now. And it's not just us. It's every planet in our solar system. Our sun is doing weird things. Uh, it is electromagnetically dangerous for them to be here. It has been getting progressively worse since uh, the 30s. Um, and now it's just impossible. They have left everything they've had on the ground, all of it. The only thing that they've got right now surrounding us are drones, and the nights, they have four nights up above us and they're watching us that way. They can contact us to OPE. They can contact us uh, remote view. They're psychic. They are in touch with us, all of us, okay? So if you're dreaming about ET or you're experiencing like a download from them or you know, you're hearing them talk in your mind, whatever, that is them, okay? 
but they are physically not here now. And they will not be for a while. Well, there's a, there's a lot of different types of ETs. And uh, I know of people like yeah. Sue Walker, who's in contact with a group of uh, um, greys that have a base under the Sandia Mountains. She's in telepathic communication with them. And uh, you should check out the, her work with them. And uh, anyway, we won't get into that. Let's talk about no. the planets that you've been to. Okay. Where, where have you been? You've been flying around in your space. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been uh, to their home world, the tall grays. It's in the uh, Orion clusters. A lot of the grays are from around Orion and that part of our galaxy. Uh, there's also grays that are from uh, Zeta Reticuli, which is in our galaxy. Um, there's a, uh, a world, uh, it's like a water world that's in our galaxy and um, it's Delphi. Uh, near this particular planet or this system, I saw a huge uh, supernova in that system uh, when I was growing up. It was really very, very cool. Got to see that. Um, I've been outside our, soul, our galaxy um, on a Dyson sphere, what you would call a Dyson sphere. They do not call it that. It doesn't surround the sun. It's an actual planetoid that's um, got everything you could possibly imagine on it for transporting uh, everything from wildlife to plants to people, that kind of thing. They live there, they work there, and it's constantly moving. It's a central location for them to come and go on to move things about um, between galaxies and stuff like that. Um, our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy is heavily, heavily, heavily populated. You can't even imagine how many beings exist in our galaxy alone. And that's just one of gazillions of galaxies in our universe, okay? They're aware of everything. They know who everybody is. Uh, we are infinitesimally young compared to the length and time of our entire existence in the known universe. It is never ending. It is uh, eternity, literally. It, it repairs itself, it rebuilds itself, it revitalizes itself. It's constantly dying and being reborn again. It is an eternal universe that we live in. Our consciousness in source is in that. Um, E.T. thinks of uh, they don't think of God the way you think of God, or I think of, uh, was raised to believe in God. Uh, they believe that it's all conscious, that there's an all mind. It is intelligent. It's very chatty. It talks all the dang time. And anything you want to know, you can communicate with it, and it will communicate with you. You know, you, I mean, that's, I do, one of the, that's my experience. I call, yeah, you know, there you what, go. what people call God, I call them the mob. Because my the mom, okay, all right, no, not uh, mom, uh, not the mom, the mob, the mob, as in like, oh, the mob, okay, I got as it, in, as in a yeah. faceless, identityless uh, group it's just of all mind, all yeah, mind, all mind, all yeah. mind, uh, and uh, yeah, it is uh, one of the things in my experience, my the duality of my existence is that I live with beings who are constantly uh, engaged in knowledge and learning and embodying what they learn. Uh, it is quite the belief of these beings that we are in a physical universe for two reasons. The first one is in source, we can't become wise with knowing everything. It's like your mom giving you everything and you're not appreciating it at all. You have knowledge of everything in source. There's nothing you can't know, but you don't wear it. You don't become wise from it. 
and your physical existence, karma, is so that you learn these things. You learn everything so that you embody this wisdom. Uh, there's a second reason for this. You want to catch up. You want to evolve. I would love to have a conversation with the all mind one-on-one, mano a mano someday. That's my big thing, okay? I want to go create stuff. I want to leave this particular existence and go see what's next. That's my game plan. Okay. And well, uh, I live in pure joy with them. Anything I want to learn, I learn. Anything I want to see, I go to. It is a constant joy to be with them. Okay. Uh, we dummies, <laughs> we got to catch up with that. We just have to. When you, know? you say them, you're speaking about specific group of ATs. No, I'm talking about every last one of them. Yep. Well, there's a lot. You know, yeah. you just, you've read my mind, Dolly, because I wrote down yes. something uh, watching you last night on um, After Earth, What Next is a question that I like, what will you do after, after your After yeah. Earth? But let me, let, let's get Preston in on this. Um, what, what, are, what, is, what have you learned about the concept of, of God, the creator, the infinite one creator from, from all the contactee or ET peeps? Yeah, not a lot. I have to tell you, and I was really excited to hear what Dolly had to say. I will say that, you know, Dolly's story is very extensive. It's probably the most extensive story I've heard or really even read about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And pretty much, I don't, not all, but most of what she said, I have heard piecemeal from other contactees. So she described like having an ET book. I'm just doing more research into that. I've got several other cases like it. Talk to people who've seen other planets. Uh, other people who have had very spiritual experiences being you know, taken to see source uh-huh. and given you know, various definitions of what we would think of as you know, God or, or the universe. But they don't have religion. You know, they don't have money. And I've never been able to get a whole lot of information on like how ET society is structured and what they truly believe in. And that's where I think Dolly really connected a lot of the dots for me. uh, And I think has a lot of information that's really important to share uh, because there's not a lot of information out there about this particular aspect of ETs, their society and ET contact in general. Uh, But yeah, it's clear to me that they don't have a formal religion. There's no evidence of that. And uh, I think that was really enlightening to hear from Dolly. Here on Earth, what we do is we think about our normal lives and getting on with it. And then we kind of compartmentalize our spirituality into religion or, you know, now I'm going to be a spiritual person. Like if it's not religious, I'm going to be a spiritual person. And it's still compartmentalized into like, my normal life and then my spiritual life. How do the ETs operate? Like that's how humans operate, but how do the ETs operate? It's just all one thing, isn't it? There's no, yeah, there's, there's um, no separation. Yep. They, in their mind, their physical mind, they are operating wide open psychic. Yes. They hear everything that everybody thinks and feels. Yep. They are uh, morally respectful of one another and they are responsibly respectful of everything. Uh, they understand what love really is. They understand how it operates. Mm -hmm. They also understand about, uh, how the universe operates. 
they're that advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we're missing here and the reason that you compartmentalize everything is because you're not wide open psychic right now. Right. You were born to be that way. You have the equipment. You can do it, but you're not. There's no way for you to know the truth of everything because you can't reach to it through your astral mind. Your astral mind knows the truth. It hears the truth. It will tell you the truth. You will download from the truth, from the all mind. So that the, the thing that we have to understand is two things. I'm not being disrespectful when I say this, okay? This mm-hmm. is what I was taught from my experience. Yeah. Um, religion is a form of control. Okay, you can't, you can't get a mass of human beings to do or follow what you want them to do without some sort of way of controlling them. And religion is a philosophy of existence wherein by you follow the doctrine of a construct that teaches you that there's a guy with a stick. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're going to hell. Okay, this is not okay to ET. This is wrong. It is not the way it is. Um, So respectfully, I say this, okay? Question everything. Question your existence. Question your ability to hear the truth. Read everything. Read the Bible. Read the Quran. Learn about Buddha. Learn about Krishna, okay? All of them. And then take all that knowledge and seek the truth of the answers to what that really is, okay? That's all I'm asking everybody to do. I don't want you to stop believing anything you know or understand because it's still a foundation in your mind that you have to build upon one way or the other. Okay. And uh, so so it's important. So as humans, we talk about, you know, feeling the divine or meditating and then evoking that feeling of the divine or going to church and praying and feeling God, you know, like we, we speak about evoking that divine energy. Like I have a friend who puts on dance classes and she uses movement to sort of evoke (laughs) divinity. And so that's humans. So how do the ET, they don't need, like, what's their concept of evoking the divine or maybe they don't even have that whole concept at all. They love music. They know about frequency. There are certain frequencies that are what you would call divine. Uh, they bring clarity of uh, speaking with the all mind. Um, they evoke that all the time. They communicate this way as well. Um, they don't communicate in terms of speaking. I drive Preston crazy because I'm trying really hard right now to slow my speech down <laughs> so you hear everything I say. I am constantly trying to speak to him in concepts. I drive him nuts. Um, it's hard for me because ET doesn't think in words, they think in concepts Uh and they can impart huge, huge, huge amounts of information to you that are not just emotional and physical and mental, you know, scientific, whatever. They can just hit you with it all at one time. And you're just, some people come away really and it's like, okay, I need to unpack this now. Okay. That was my reaction when I was young. It's like, wait a minute, hang on. And they won't always tell you a second time. So you have to learn your memory thing. Okay. Uh, they work really hard at, at showing us what we're capable of. A lot of people have a lot of, and you do, cause I know I'm kind of tapping you right now. You have huge downloads from them. Huge amounts of information that are coming in at you that leave you emotionally uh, uh, heavy. 
spiritually freaked out and, oh my God, how do I deal with this? And you're like running around trying really hard to make sense out of each and every little single detail. Stop doing that. Just let it in. Are you talking to me or are you talking to press? Yes. Are you talking to the people? I'm talking straight to you. To, to you being me, Karen. Yes. Oh, okay. Can. Yeah, I know. In I other words, don't all overthink all of it. Don't. Look, just li- I, I say to them bit. and they give me don't. downloads. I can't, yeah. I can't action that. I don't have the implement. Don't give it to me. Don't give it to me. And then they say. No, let them. No, just let contemplate them. It. Just contemplate it. They gave me a download about, about platforms yeah. on the internet and stuff like that. And I said, okay, I'm going to give you a couple of hours. And then they like, and I fleshed it out. And then I said, enough, stop. <laughs> and then I like, let it, yeah. uh, just let it, just let it, okay, let it be and just let. See. Right. If you don't, your, your, your physical mind is going to be talking to your astral mind through all of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't panic about it. Don't even worry about munching on it. Okay. Just let, let your, let your body and your mind and your astral mind think about it on their own. Because mm-hmm. one of these days after this happens to you, the light bulb will go off. And all of a sudden you'll go, oh crap, I know. Yeah. Okay. You get it. Okay. That's what you're looking for. You don't have to worry about the, what they've just done to you. Let just let it be until it, and you go, oh, okay. And then yeah. you move on. Well, I wait, I wait to see it manifest. And I got this download about a, a conscious like social media platform and I don't have the tech, tech abilities to do that. But it's I'm seeing it manifest now. There's a platform that's just come online that is doing it. But Preston, what about you and downloads from the ETs? Let's hear about your download. Do you get the download? Well, Dolly, does he? You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've gotten quite a few. I can hear them sometimes like, you know, why haven't you written a book? Why haven't you written a book? I'm like, fine. <laughs> or I'll have a little UFO up here. I, they've talked to me telepathically. I would say my most major download experience was really cool. Because I was wondering about the greys. What's really bothering me? I'm like, who are they? I, you know, I feel like they're human. This is what people have been telling me that, you know, contactees have asked them, who are you? And they said, oh, well, we used to look like you. We have your same genetics. You are us. We are you. That is the most common message. One of them, certainly, that I hear from. So I was just ruminating and ruminating and thinking and meditating. And uh, I was lying in bed one day and uh, was not sleep this was during the day i was not sleeping uh and suddenly it hit me and i've never had anything like this really before or since where i started having a vision and realized later that this was what people are calling downloads uh-huh. that term wasn't super common at that time mm-hmm. but i saw an image of a man you know just a normal looking guy brown hair human and uh the next image was he was not quite as normal looking. He had lost his hair and there was some damage to his facial features, somewhat like radiation burns with the, you know, the, the victims in uh, Nagasaki, Hiroshima, mm-hmm. or burn victims. And another image and it started to progress like a deck of cards very quickly. And I just watched this normal human looking man transform into a gray. Wow. And it must have been, I don't know, 50, 100, could have been a lot more because it was so fast. But the message behind it was very clear that we, that grays and humans are essentially the same with the same genetics and just have a different appearance. And that what we're seeing with grays is due to 
I'm not sure if it's genetic manipulation, manipulation or genetic damage, but it's along those lines. And that's absolutely what I've heard from contactees. And yeah, I saw it myself and I, I got a really clear answer that, you know, we are us and you, you know, we are you, you are us. Yeah. Well, we are one. Yeah. But the grace. So Dolly, you speak to uh, like your mob, your team, your family are like, they appear like tall grays with yes. elephant feet, you said. <laughs> yeah. Flintstone <laughs> feet. Yeah. Flintstone feet. So, yeah. but the grays, like this download that you got, Preston. Uh, so they kind of populated the whole multiverse. Like they've gone, they've kind of gone out in, and they're they're in the Palladians and the Rurion system. They're like in the Andromedan system. They're everywhere, right? They, they don't come from one place. They've kind of gone. I want to explain something to you. Yeah, okay. yeah you, I want you yeah. to get this. Cool. All life, living life, corporeal life has DNA, all of it. Uh-huh. Animals, bugs, us, them, all of it. If you're living and breathing, you have DNA, all of us. We are related to one another. We are part of each other's genomic existence. If you're going to talk about habitats and you know symbiosis, the universe plays us out. We have an entire construct in our body that shows us what the construct of the universe actually is, the mainframe. So DNA, you have been brainwashed into believing that you are somehow different, that you are a race and they've divided our people up into races on this planet and it is absolutely false, all of it. We all have the same DNA exactly the same DNA. There's no difference between us. ETs have the same DNA as we also. The sheep on this planet have our DNA. The dogs, the pigs, the dolphins, all of it. We all have DNA. We are related, interrelated individual entities that express out different shapes sometimes, different colors, whatever, but we're all the same. We're part of that, okay? We can't exist without each other. If one of us fails, we all fail, especially on this planet. Um, I've, heard, I've heard that our DNA is even quite similar to a banana. That it's not that. If it's alive, it's got DNA and it's very yeah. close. Okay. I'll tell but you a secret on. about sheep, okay? Uh, you don't know this. Did you know that sheep have almost the same identical blood we have? Wow. But they actually thought in the medical world of using sheep blood, but they thought it as a transfusion, but they decided that it would freak people out and they didn't want them to really know the truth of it. Wow. Do you know that goat milk is identical to human mother's goat milk? Hang on. Gene for gene. Hum- Goat's milk is identical to human milk. Wow. It is the same thing. Wow. Okay? Let's get into the genetics of humanity on this planet. They can take us all back to one female. She had red hair and she had blue eyes. She is Eve. The story of Eve, it's a very cultural thing here, but it was left for us to try to understand that so that we wouldn't run around saying, oh, well, I'm not you, you're not me. Okay, it's not true. We're all the same. We all related to one another, all of us. Um, I have three hybrid children who cannot live with me because they do not look human enough, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, 
but they are my children and they are the children of grace. Okay. The tall grace. One of them has got a lot of Nordic in him, by the way, he's got a really long neck and oh my God, he's cool looking. Okay. Um, we couldn't interbreed with them. You understand that? Unless we had the same DNA, unless we were all exactly the same. Uh, let's talk about mantids for a minute. Mm. This is an animal that evolved skewed slightly from us because it's more insectoid, okay? But it actually is intelligent. It has a soul. It comes from source like we do. It dimes out and it has got the, the, um, the human uh, pattern to it. It has limbs. It has a trunk. It has a brain. Its brain has, you know, the same things in it going physically that we do. It just looks differently. It's a little bit different. Okay. Then there are ETs who like the Anunnaki who are winged. They have wings, honest to God, wings. Okay. Then there are ETs who look like Horus, Egyptian Horus. They're dogs. Okay. They're bipedal. They are uh, muscular like we are, the same muscle tenues and blood we have, but they look like dogs. There are ETs that look like cats. There are ETs that, you know, I mean, the tall whites are really interesting to me because they live for thousands of years. They keep getting taller. The tallest one that I've physically seen is about 12 and a half feet tall. And he's about 800, 900 years old. Okay. We don't know the whole story of all the genetics of the universe. It is quite diverse. And it is the coolest thing you'd ever want to think about ever. Yeah, and this is why we call the book Symmetry. I asked Dolly, I'm like, yeah. do you have any ideas for the book? She's like, I really want to call it symmetry. My title that I wanted was Dolly Among the Stars. Which I thought was all kind of, you know, a fun title, which we ended up using for one of the chapters. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, symmetry. I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting word. Why, why did you pick that? And she explained that this was one of the big ET messages, that there is a symmetry to life throughout the universe. Not only life, but the universe itself, the macro yeah. universe, the micro universe energy, right. you know, the, the atom to the solar system. But yeah, we yes. all have genetics that are very much similar. We're all humanoid form. The humanoid template is universal. There are people throughout the universe. It's always been taken right. to other planets and there are pine trees there. There are uh -huh. fish. There are birds, often yeah. much bigger because you know, our planet our planet is the heaviest gravity that Dolly's been to. Because Very of, heavy here. Because of our heavy, I heard you say that on another show too. Oh, I've got so many questions. I wish I had a month to talk yeah. to you, Dolly. Honestly, both of you. Uh, that, you know, the giants don't come here because of our heavy gravity, but they used to be they here. They were here. Yes. different. Right. And, right. Um, yeah, yeah, that our gravity is, is gravity going to shift as we move into our future? Is, is it going to lighten up a bit? No. No, okay. We, we have issues. Okay. Okay, I want to ask you about the mat. We're talking about the the symmetry of so a mantid being, uh, a mantid being. He, he, you know, giant grasshopper looking thing. So that is one of the ET races that looks quite different to a human form. Um, and yet I've heard that they are the uh, genetic masters of the universe they you know how to they sort of design dna and genetic why do they look like a giant grasshopper <laughs> well or a uh, mantid? Uh, um you know there's a funny saying that um there are certain insects on this planet that can 
override every horror that we got facing existence. One of them is gamma radiation. You know, cockroaches don't are not affected by it at all. Right. Neither are ants. Neither are grasshoppers, and neither okay. are mantids. Little man, you know, uh, they have mm-hmm. a unique ability in the universe to withstand huge amounts of radiation. radiation. And the way they've their genetics have played out is it's made them very, very strong uh, to exist. Mantids, when you look at one close up, they have they're not fully insectoid. In other words, they do have skin like we do. You can Why? puncture them. Okay, so uh, they have. What color is it? Is it green or brown? And the few colors. So there's different colors of skin. But I it's... think their skin reflects whatever they're around. To be honest with you, okay. I mean, when I saw when it was in the woods, okay, uh-huh. and it kind of looked brown to me at first, and then when it stood up, it turned fully, fully gray. And oh, okay. I, I freaked out, but it was shining green too, and uh-huh. its eyes. Oh my god, uh, they were like brownish green color and huge and he stared right at me and i was like oh crap and <laughs> i ran out the door i dropped my phone and ran out the door it was like 80 mile an hour winds that day i mean bad gale force winds and i ran straight out called everything i didn't care and i headed straight for him and he he just gave me this mental image and he said we are the watchers i watch over you i i watch over you he strongly impressed me with that, that he watched over me. And I had a billion questions at that point. And he started walking away and I could not keep up with him. I mean, uh-huh. I tried. I was barefooted, freezing to death, being thrown around by the wind. I just had a kidney transplant and I was just like, dang, dang, I can't catch up with him. I have one small picture of him that I took with my phone from the house with a little teeny Motorola flip phone. The picture is terrible, okay? And I stare at it a lot. I've shown it to Preston because you can't really say one way or the other, but it's really unique looking. And, and, and he, could cr- he crumbled up into a little ball behind a big stump. And when he stood up, he went up over eight feet tall. I mean, I was just like, oh my God, you know? Uh, okay, okay. So you said something a while back about how the ET doesn't come here anymore because of radiation and gravity and, you know, but the insectoids, now you're saying that the insectoid physical form is designed to withstand radiation. So they can be physically here, no problem, right? Absolutely. They just can't fly out. Correct. And they probably are around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about, you know, intelligent life forms being inside bodies like the octopus body have you watched documentaries on the octopus and how the octopus can change the color of its skin and the texture of its skin according to its you know it's it's the most magical creature on this yes. planet they're not from here <laughs> they're, they're yeah from well somewhere else yeah and okay. uh and imagine like a highly evolved intelligent consciousness inside a humanoid octopus with the, a humanoid form with an octopus abilities actually that is depicted in x-men right preston yes the, that yes. that woman who can change like that has actually been depicted in the x-men but yeah all, this all is- animals are intelligent beings mm-hmm. all animals exist in source with us you know them they know you uh they reincarnate as well as we do and they switch around with us you have been an animal in your existence time 
you have reincarnated from that. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go back and forth and do whatever you want according to the karma you want to live. Mm -hmm. All animals are intelligent, sentient consciousness as we are. Well, I've heard from different groups that all except many forms of fish, that fish were created as a food source. and Everything's um, a food source. Don't get yourself wrong there. Everything is a food source. Everything. But it's, they don't have that same sentient consciousness as the other animals. Yes, there's, yes there's, they do. There's a, there's, yes, they do. There's they a do. Uh, I think that the Ponte that uh, I was telling you about, they don't eat octopus or squid. They're pescetarians. They eat fish and vegetables, but they don't eat octopus or squid because they're sentient. Anyway, there's different things. But um, Preston, do you have anything you want to pipe up here <laughs> with this conversation? Um, well, just one thing that's a little bit of a tangent is something a point Dolly's made several times about the UFOs themselves and their ability to uh, act like cuttlefish or you know squid and. Uh, camouflage themselves and yep. i mean she dolly has been inside these craft and it looks like she's on a planet because they can make it look that way and i've got yeah. other accounts of people who yeah. go on board craft and see forests and, yeah. and you know ponds and all kinds of stuff the technology yeah. we're dealing with is so far beyond our own that uh we it's mind-boggling right the the craft uh there are no like lights like you have in your house in a craft. They don't exist. Yeah. They don't need them. Uh, the skin of the craft actually emits light. Is luminous. It, so it's like a it's like a luminous more than um, not uh, luminous. It emits light, real okay. light. It's not phosphorescent at all. It's well, just luminosity. How, how so, does that work? How does it emit light? Do you know? Um, the energy of it is. Remember, there's a sentient being indwelling this craft, and he's emitting the light himself. Okay, that's so what he's doing. So the light is because we're full of electricity, and light is electricity. Yeah. So they know how to manipulate the electrical Actually, component of their body to glow, right? Like an like right. some animals do, but that's that's phosphorescence. But um, correct, right? Uh, you know, cuttlefish have little photoreceptors in their skin. Mm -hmm. Okay, and their mind, their neurological mind, can change those photoreceptors at will. Okay, Talata's mind changes the photoreceptors in the skin of the craft, and he can emit light. He can change it. He can make it look like a cloud. He can do anything to that craft that he wants to. Uh, a lot of times there are UFOs up there, and you don't even know they're there because they're totally 100% mocking what's around them. You can't see them at all. Interesting. I've heard of, um, and you've probably heard of many stories too, of people being in underground bases. Uh, that are highly more advanced than our physical structures on the top of that have this light source that is not from a light. It's just a light source that's there, but there doesn't appear to be lights. There's no turn off, off and on switch. Is yeah. this the same light source? What's going on there? Um, it's rudimentary photosensors, yes, in the skin of the, the walls, yes. In the they're not, uh, the they're not alive. They're not alive like God is, but they are run by an electrical system you know, computerized system that can alter them and turn them on and do all kinds of things. Yeah, we don't understand the electromagnetic spectrum to the extent the ETs do. They're lights. Uh, they're UFO beams. I mean, we can just look at this. They can heal people. They can yeah. levitate people. 
They mm-hmm. can render people unable to move. They can pull people through solid objects. Right. They, the ETs have an incredible understanding of the electromagnetic spectrum. And this speaks to how they are able to travel between star systems. And Dolly talks about this. They're not moving through natural so-called wormholes. No. Uh, they are able to open a dimensional doorway uh, right. because of their understanding of you know reaching very high yeah. levels of energy. And this they can do these natural abilities too. They can naturally heal people, hands-on right. healing, which speaks to how they levitate as well. They're not using technology. They have this ability. Right. So, so for people listening to this conversation and understanding that all this is a reality that they live and now we're on earth learning about this reality. I mean, there are many healing modalities. I've, I've done instant healing on myself and others, like bang, instant cut, no yes. cut. Um, it's all possible. And yet we live inside this collective consciousness, which is really slow to the uptake of this. <laughs> What do we do with this information? <laughs> like, I guess we spread it. We talk about it. Exactly. Uh, yes. Um, but- you turn off negativity, first of all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stop listening to negative things. Get it out of your life uh, because it stops you from uh, repeating correctly knowledge. Okay. It confuses you and it, it can cause you to say things sometimes that you don't mean to say. Okay. Uh, that does go on on this planet. Drop the negativity, drop the fear, meditate. Meditation is your very first best uh, rule of how to live. Uh, There are nine levels of meditation. Buddha taught that. I would explore what Buddha says about it. Learn consciousness through the modalities of meditation, okay? Once you get on the road to that, open up your third eye. Uh, you know what the pineal gland is made out of, correct? Do you? Isn't it made out of little uh, crystalline structures? No, ma'am. It is exactly like your human eyeball. It is neurologically exactly the same without the lens. It is connected to the part of your brain that can actually link up with your, your astral mind. It is in contact with your astral mind and telephone call to your physical brain, it can connect you to it. It can wide, it's the big call that your astral mind is making to your mental mind, your physical mind. Can I I tell you something, Dolly? In the meditations that I've been doing with my clients lately, so I take them through a bit of a activation process and, and one of the visualizations I give them is to see the, you know, light coming in through their crown, activating the pineal, expanding the light in the pineal and then beaming it out like a torch out through their third eye so it's kind of like this little light source that like beams out beams out a torch out through their third and then I ask them to look through their closed eyelids and look with their mind into the distance so it's it's like you're using your eyes but you're not using your eyes you're going for remote view while yeah and that's how i get them to connect well that's just when i'm getting them to see activating their third eye getting them to see their spirit guides or their you know et friends or their dead family members or whatever but yeah it's yeah i have a question for you i want to (laughs) know yeah when you're meditating and you're going to wake up your psychic mind, okay? Do you ever see an eyeball in front of you looking oh at you? Oh my god! <laughs> when <laughs> I was a kid, uh, yeah. not kid, but a, a yeah. younger woman, like in my early twenties, uh, that eyeball was there all the time. It was like it was like that I 
That is your third eye. That's why they refer to it as the third eye. It is notifying your physical mind that it is alert. It's listening to you and you're in absolute communication. So teach your people to see that eye first. Go to the eye, get the eye to open up and see you. You have to go within before you go without. Yeah, it's interesting. No one ever- the eye within. No one ever taught me how to do that. And then somebody else said to me that when you see the eyeball, that's when- you're aware that actually someone's looking at you too, like that you're being it's observed. your con- that's your consciousness looking dead at you. Look, you are in contact you. with your own astral mind. You yeah. are in absolute contact with your astral mind. Right, cool. You see the eye, the eye of your existence. As a young woman, I used good. to go. I used to yeah. go from teacher to teacher to teacher to teacher and ask them, "What am I seeing? What am I seeing? What am I seeing?" And nobody really knew. Preston, do you see the eye? Because you, you've got amazing <laughs> abilities. You see, I have, it, yeah, 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 I have, yeah, because the two of you have got these incredible abilities to consciously leave astral, project your body, astral travel, and go anywhere you want to go. I haven't quite got that yet. I haven't consciously astral projected out of my body and flown around the universe like <laughs> like you. Can have. you remote view? Can you remote Ab- view? Absolutely, I can. And I have. You actually- are you are leaving your mind, and you are going OBE. Yeah, that but is I, I mean way. that experience of like looking down at your body and seeing your body. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like sleep on the couch. Or you want to physically, or... astrally walk away from your body. Yeah, that's okay. something I haven't, I haven't deliberately. Preston can teach you. He's very Yeah, good. well, Preston and I spoke about <laughs> it at length on, on the show or in the Inner Sanctum. We spoke about that. Read uh, his book on it. He's yeah. got a good book. Exactly. Yeah. It's very yeah. good uh, practical things that you should do. Practice to achieve that and yeah. you will yeah, yeah. practice practice you know practice. You, you said it yeah. and i understand that we're doing it every night but we're doing it not from our conscious deliberate mind we're just it's doing it because that's just where we can do that when we're outside yeah, well, of your conscious your mind. astral your astral body is not going to sit in your physical body all the time it will not yeah. It cannot, it can't. I mean, it's like, why would you do that? It'd be in a coffin all the time. Okay. Yeah, so when yeah. you're asleep and you're not in control of it, it goes, it just says, bye, I'm yeah. out of here. Years and ago, it goes off. I know? heard uh, years ago, I heard that sleep, the reason that we sleep is not to give the physical body rest because the physical body doesn't need rest. It's the consciousness that needs the rest from the limitation of this experience it's like to break free of the human experience and to and to go back to source and go back to that expansion and and sort of rejuvenate and like rest and and just like remember and rest and remember and rejuvenate and recharge and and then come back into this limited experience like all refreshed and so the sleep process is for that aspect not for the physical body right do in saying that do ets sleep not a lot, and neither do I. And that's because I don't need to sleep. Mm-hmm. My astral body is constantly on the move, and it's always I'm in I'm I'm in constant contact with it. Right. So it, it it and I are moving around and doing stuff. I don't need the physical sleep. I don't. Uh, my astral body doesn't need to escape me. It can go wherever exactly. I want it to go. Exactly. What yeah. about you, so Chris? I don't sleep a lot. Do you sleep much? I do. Yeah. I love sleep. So I will say sometimes when I'm astral traveling, I've been fully conscious. I mean, you lay down and you fly out of your body and you're fully conscious the whole night. That hasn't happened a lot, but 
it's awesome when it does. Um, you can remain fully conscious at all times. We are actually conscious on the other side. Uh, so we don't ever really fall unconscious like people think we are truly aware. We're just, like you mentioned yeah. earlier, compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, gosh, where do I go from here? What else would the ETs like to teach us? So they want us to develop our psychic abilities, be more loving, feel more unified. Um, do you think, Dolly and Preston, I ask both of you this, that we'll ever really get rid of the sort of religious constructs of our world or, or there's just such a tight hold because people see religion as that connection to God or the divine, which makes them feel good. Like, do you see that that dissolving as we become more conscious that we're divine yes. all the time and we don't need to go to church to be divine? Or, or, or one, one, one of the things that they do teach me and have got me, and this, I am uh, excited to bring it out to you, uh -huh. is that one of the things that ET pays a lot of attention to in their contactees is those who live in service to one another, mm -hmm. those who are constantly helping other people without any concern from themselves. They just know to, you know, go out amongst each of us and give as much as they can for each other. That is how ET exists. They live in service to the whole group. It's, that's how you express real true love. Uh, mothers love their children unconditionally. That kind of unconditional concern for one another is the number one thing they want us to wake up to. If we all practice that, there would be no war. There would be no line. There would be, we would be evolving properly. We would be learning and going after the truth of everything. The compartmentalization of our minds the, the, the separation of ourselves from one another, the, the hate, the fear, all of it is geared to keep us in control. And they want us to lose that. They want us to give it up. Quit depending on everybody else to tell you what to do. Do for yourself. Do for others. Keep it up. You will see things change here exponentially. That's what love really is. That's what it means to tr truly love. You know, a lot of people are confused about what love really is. You know, people think, oh, I should be in love and I should be, I should be, you know, la, 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 la. And people don't stay together and they're fighting and they're doing all kinds of crap because they don't know how to express true love. And true love is helpful. True love doesn't lie. True love gives without needing a return. True love is concerned. I mean, these are all the concepts of what really love is all about. And they really want us to figure that out. They want us to stop being alone. They want us to stop being compartmentalized and cut off from one another. I mean, how many people do you know walking the streets today say, I'm so lonely. I can't. Why am I so alone? You've done that to yourself. Go out there do something. Yes. You will be shocked at how you change. Yeah. Preston, what would you like to say about this? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would just underline that. That is one of the main ET messages uh, is work on yourself, live a life without fear, uh, you know, operate on love and truth and compassion. This is what Kwaska told Betty Andreessen. Love is the answer for humankind. It's a direct quote from a gray alien. 
Uh, and it shocks me when I hear people saying that ETs are, you know, quote, demonic. And I ended up researching that in depth. And I can tell you that, no, no, no. This is a separate phenomena. Uh, there are, you know, there is evil in the world, as we would define it. But that is not what the ET phenomenon is about. They have multiple agendas. They do have an agenda to uh, get genetics from people and upgrade their own genetics and help us yeah. along. They're very much working on warning people about the dangers of nuclear proliferation, mm -hmm. pollution, environmental destruction, corruption, greed, these sort of things. They have multiple agendas. But if you look at it objectively and not through the lens of fear, not through what you you know, your prejudices and preconceptions, you will see that this is great news for us. When people aren't taken on board, it can be very scary. It can be very traumatizing. But I can tell you when you know, people are physically examined, often they're being healed. This was a real wake-up call for me when I realized that all major researchers, almost without exception, have multiple healing cases. And no one is talking about that. Why? It's because of fear. The ET contact experience is good for us. And if you do not have fear, you will be have a much better time of it. You won't be paralyzed. They're not going to suppress your fear. They're going to take you down to the entry room and say, look, here's how we do it. They'll take you up to the observation deck. You, say, you want to see the moon? Want to see Saturn? <laughs> they take people to Saturn over yeah. and over and over again. That happened to Dolly. It's a little girl. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing. People need to really wake up to that. And that I think is what their one of their main agendas is. I know we didn't even get to I had one of the questions I had down to tell us about the moon, tell us about Saturn, because I know that you've been there, but we've kind of we're running out of time. I'd like to just before we go, we could do that another time. We'll get you back. Uh, talk about the future as they have communicated. I know that there are many probable futures that we can undertake depending on the decisions that we make and uh, the, the vibration we evoke, frequencies that we attain. Uh, but what have they said to you about, you know, our, the next, like, let's say the next 10, 20 years, Dolly? We'll we will, Dolly. We're going to be rescued. Um, if you can survive past what's coming in the next couple of years, mm -hmm. they will be uh, able to come back and they're going to land on every pad, every street, every airport, every place all over this planet. There will be more of them than you ever conceived possible. And they will rescue us. They will get us out of here. This has happened more than once in this uh, planetary system. I've, I've learned about eight. Uh, and this is coming, it is going to happen. You will be taken to places of safety and a new life. If what, you can make what, it to the point. What do you mean get, get us out of here? Get us off planet Earth? What do you mean get us out of here? Yes, our planet is in a 12,000 year cycle right now. We're at the end of it. We also have a 6,000 year cycle that's simultaneously occurring at the same time. All of the upheaval that you don't understand is happening around you that they use climate change to explain is uh, gearing up. Our poles are excursioning. They're about to flip. Uh, you're going to see our planet. Uh, our sun is also in what's known as solar maximum. Our magnetosphere is down heavily and we are being bombarded with huge amounts of gamma radiation. It is messing with our DNA. It is making people sicker. For the last 80 years, cancer is rampant. Autoimmune disorders are rampant. This is all in 
uh, the, what happens during this. It is not just our sun and our planet, it's our entire solar system that's making the change. Pay attention to what's going on around you. If you want okay, to know so about how that. does how does that fit into the story of we're ascending and we're creating a new earth? That has nothing, we're creating the ability to go to a new earth. Mm-hmm. You're ascending your abilities mm-hmm. so that you can communicate with them and be all right with them while you make that transition. When they come and pick you up, the more psychic you've learned to be, the more open you are to what's happening to you, the better the experience. They don't want you to be frightened. They want you to be joyous. They want you to understand that they're getting you the hell off this hellhole and you're going to a safe place. (laughs) This is a very common theme. This is a, you know, Dolly's message is not unique. I can tell you, the vast majority of contactees I've interviewed have the same dream of the sky filling with UFOs. Mm-hmm. And some of them, you know, elaborate on this and say, yeah, they land and it's their job to take people on board and let them know everything's okay. Uh, many have gotten to the point where they are pretty clear that there might very well be a huge rescue type event. Uh-huh. And I have first time cases of this, you know, uh-huh. that have Karen, already this is why I happened. Fly. This is my job. This is my purpose. This is where I wanted to learn to fly. I will be taking people off this plane. You're one of the pilots. So this is going to happen, Dolly, you said you're 64. This is going to happen in your lifetime. How long are you going to live for in a physical form? Um, This is, we're going to have a CME that's going to put us back into the Stone Age. And it's within the next two and a half to three years outside. A CME, a coronal mass ejection. Yes, that is X-class and it is going to fry this planet. Every single satellite coming around us is going to hit the ground. They're going to drop the ISS in less than a year and a half because they're terrified of it hitting one of their facilities, the governmental facility. What's the ISS? The ISS is the International Space Station. They're going to bring it down in a controlled drop. This is going to happen. Look it up. It's out there for you to find Oh, no, I've I've had those discussions. You know, I'm not saying that any any the governments of this world know this is coming they've dug underground all those underground bases and everything that you know about have nothing to do with uh anything other than that's how they're going to survive it the one percent and they don't care what happens to everybody else well i have heard that that there are uh certain races of beings that are using a um, no absolutely not no enormous let me finish enormous technology to uh uh, to stop a lot of the uh coronal mass ejections frying earth at the moment you cannot the universe is the universe uh that kind of energy is unstoppable it is going to do what it is Mm -hmm. our universe operates a certain way and if you understand the process you understand why okay you cannot stop this this is natural evolution of our physical Okay, so you're saying that this is going to happen in the next couple of years. The first thing, the CME that puts you back to the Stone Age. And then after everything drops out of the skies, once our poles finish shifting, okay, ET can come back because it becomes safe. Our magnetosphere jumps back up and they will be back. That's when they're going to come. All right. Uh, What do you think of this this timeline that we're talking about now? Do you think that that's the most probable future that we're in at the moment well i mean i believe what i believe and i know what i know uh, you know i don't have the knowledge that dolly has uh-huh. uh but having 
had her prove her story to me firsthand, you know, seeing her, the craft, seeing her incredible psychic abilities. Uh, yeah, and hearing this message from other contactees as well. I'm very wary of predictions. Yeah. Uh, in terms of hard and fast timelines. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm back and forth with Dolly about this. <laughs> and she gets like, there are scientists, about it. <laughs> there's scientists uh, <laughs> on the planet who are telling the truth. Okay. Yeah. Absolute I scientists. I look it up. I mean, I, there's a website, Suspicious Observers. Dolly's like, you have to watch this. This guy's verifying what I'm telling you. Yep. And you can see coronal mass ejections are on yep. the news. They are. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Dolly's, there, there was a big one that happened the other day that was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's going to get Dolly, worse. Yeah. Dolly came forward not to prove her story to skeptics. It's to provide information. You know, don't believe it. That's fine. But I think I would ask people to, you know, do your own research. You know, there, there's something you don't believe. Go ahead. Look. Look it up. Right. That's what ET wants. They don't want you to believe one person, okay? What they want you to do is open your mind, use your abilities and figure it out for yourself. Educate yourself, okay? Because the only way you're going to be convinced is through your own mind, not somebody else's words, mm -hmm. period. All right, well, if that timeline was, you know, the, the timeline that we're currently on at the moment, and that means in two and a half, three years, ET is going to pick up what's left of the human race and take them off planet because planet Earth's going to fry, yeah, well, we're going to have a micronova as well. And that's the bad thing. Wouldn't that and change out of here. what people are organizing for their future? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, change well, think of it this like, way. For instance, I've been given the download to create a physical center for education of consciousness here. In How do you know you're not going to do that on another planet? Well, that's the thing. Well, why bother doing it here if we're going to fry? I'll wait. You got to practice. You got to know what you're doing. <laughs> Learn. Okay. You still got to get all the knowledge you can get while you're here. You still have to develop your karma while you're here. Yeah. Until you move off this world, you are still busy living your life. That's the third thing that each you wants you to do. Okay. Don't so they don't want stop. people to take this knowledge and like not go ahead with what they're going to go ahead with because like, exactly live your what's life. The, what's the point? We're all going to fry. Now find joy, be happy, live. No, no we're not going to all fry. This is not doom and gloom. This is good news for us. Yes. Our planet yeah. cannot go on the way it is. Oh, we're I agree. Greed <laughs> right. and the corruption. Yeah. This is right. not healthy. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's this had is its really day. good news for us. Groundhog day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. So this, okay. So there's a lot of, oh, I know we're coming up to two hours. How long have we been talking? How long have we been talking? Nine or nearly two hours. Um, okay. There's so many questions I have. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of information out there on the internet and, and people in the consciousness or what they call awake community. There's different levels of awake, I have to say, you know, we're mulling over, chewing over things. So there's talking about the great reset. So all the politicians are talking about the great reset. Uh, operative word, politicians, stop. Uh, Do okay. not go there. Well, uh, but, but. No, no, they're not going to tell you the truth. But, Absolutely lie. But, Absolutely lie to you. All of them. But Every Dolly, last one of them. We, okay. as Preston just mentioned, we have to have some reset because we are moving down a trajectory, you know, like. We, you are we, the reset. You yourself, we, individually, we, you. 
that's what the message is. Yeah, but the systems systems can't go on the way that like our healthcare. You're not going to fix it. You are not. Healthcare systems, government systems, uh, transport systems. The only way anything is going to happen. Education. Every single human being on this planet was to wake up one day and say, we're done. You're not doing this anymore. And be enlightened instantly. That would make a difference. Well, okay. Yeah. Because you would stop obeying them. You would get off the slave train. Right. All you can do now, all you can do is what you can do. Teach yourself, learn, become wise, figure it out, live your life. You cannot fix what's happening. It is a done deal. It is going to happen. All you can do is fix you. If you have family and loved ones, take them with you. Okay. Bring them along. Y'all talk about it. Your friends, your family, your loved ones, everybody get on the same page, but each of us must do this work individually. Each of us must wake up to who we really are. Each of us must learn to hear them. You can. That means give up negativity, quit listening to liars and they are everywhere around you. Mm -hmm. Okay. You need to know what the truth is. And the only way you're going to do that is a start meditating, go within to go without, learn to hear the truth and stop, turn off the negativity because every time you listen to it, it stops you from doing what you need to do for you, mm-hmm. period. Preston, Lift you, your vibration. What do you want to say about this? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, we have to live our lives uh, enjoy uh, we have to have fun that's why we're here earth is a school we, it's meant to enjoy we are it's life on earth is tough there's you know a lot of stuff we have to go through that we cannot experience on the other side that's why we come here mm-hmm. to grow and learn love and compassion and loss uh, but it's all good and uh, i think just removing ourselves from living in fear fear motivates so much of our actions yeah. If we can just recognize the universe is safe, if we can recognize that we're not alone, that we have friends out there, right. uh, it's going to change everyone's behavior. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I want to read something to you. So let, let me just you say You haven't this, read the book. Let, okay. let, no, I haven't read the book yet, but let me just say this. So what you're talking about is what people have referred to on many podcast shows as the event. The yes. event. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. I want to read Talata's words in the book. First thing Preston put in. Right away. Okay. It says, be strong in love. Love is what carries through. Love is what heals. Love, it's the strength of life. Love has no limit. Therefore, let love become who you are. Let love evolve to its fruition. Let the light that is love burn bright. Let its wisdom guide you to higher understanding. Let its power move you to teach its power to others. Love, be strong in love. That was a direct quote from Talata for everybody. Important. You should That's again. how you're going to fix things. Talata being the conscious ship that you, um, yes. the consciousness of the ship that you yes. yeah. drive. Drive. Yeah, I call him. I call him Old Man Oracle sometimes. Old Man Oracle. Just, yeah, he's wow. Yeah. Oh well, that's beautiful. I think we'll end it on that note. Be love. Be love. Be love. Thank you so much. <laughs> we can't be anything else, really, can we? No. Yeah. That's it. It's light, love, and light. That's yeah. why we say that. So you've given us a lot to contemplate, to think about. I'm. I'm thinking. 
<laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much information out there. If, is the shift really real? Like, is it going to happen in the next couple of years? Yeah. Are we going to, is the planet time will tell, time will tell, <laughs> Yeah. you know, yeah. will the ETs land and say, right, get aboard. I mean, can you imagine in two and a half years, let's just say two and a half years where the mass consciousness of the world doesn't even believe in ETs and all these ships land and they say, right, get on board. We're going to say. You will be so ready to get on board when this happens. Okay? Oh, well, I might I mean, be, but can you imagine people that don't even believe in ETs? Like you're this? not going to be living the life you're living now. There will be so much that happens to everybody. In the next is, two and a half years. Is, this yeah. is why ETs is all over video games. This is why ET is the number one trope in science fiction. This is why the top selling movies are ET. ETs are in advertising. Everyone knows about ETs. You may not believe, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, we might not believe, but we know. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I can't convince I can't convince my brothers who I know are ETs like <laughs> I am. Like as I say, um, mom is obviously a hybrid being, and then she had uh, three children and we're all hybrids and I'm completely tapped in. But my brothers who are sci-fi geeks, like sci-fi, you know, they are well and truly entrenched in the mainstream collective hypnosis. Of, you know, when I've asked them about it, they'd say, I'd like to believe it's true, but it's can't, it's not true, you know, because it's impossible. They just think this whole conversation is impossible and fantasy. And, you know, so it's interesting that they're so entrenched in that consciousness. Play a game with them online. It's a Russell Targ game. It is called uh, ET ESP Trainer. Look it up. There's an app for that. Okay. Oh, Put I've it heard on there. about it. Alan Steinfeld told me about it. ESP. Yes. Yeah. Play that game and then yeah. play it with your brothers and challenge them to ESP games yeah, and see yeah. how well you do. Yeah. Bring them up in their abilities without them even knowing what you're doing to them. Have fun yeah. with that. So my Seriously. daughter, my daughter thinks that I'm a crazy woo woo hippie maniac and she keeps telling me to shut up and stop talking about ETs. And she said, you know, oh. why do you talk about it so much, mom? And I said, because it's really important, especially to your generation. So if we do have to all board ships in the next couple of years, <laughs> it'll be a real I told you so moment, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know a few people who, you know, there I got a I got a list of people that I'm probably going to go get. Okay. And, um, one of them is a total disbeliever. And uh -huh. I said, so when I show up, you're going to jump on board with me. Right. And she <laughs> said, if you show up and you open the door, I'm out of here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. So I can't wait for that day. I'm going to make sure I've already told Dalada, you keep an eye on her. She is not getting away from me. Look, all we She's can gone. do is enjoy our life. Just enjoy our life in each moment. That's all we can do. Not to worry too much about probable futures guys. Right. Thank you again. Thank it's you. been amazing. And the book sounds amazing. So check it out. Symmetry. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, thanks, darling. You're welcome. Big up to both yeah. of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thanks, Dolly. You're welcome. Very my pleasure. Thank you. OMG. <laughs> OMG is all I can say to that one to that last bit that we spoke about, OMG. So I was just quizzing Dolly and Preston Moore talking about this timeline, future timeline that she's talking about that's going to happen in the next couple of years. It's like tomorrow, you know, two and a half years is like tomorrow. I said, if this timeline was really true and there is a coronal mass ejection that's going to fry the earth and the ETs are going to all pick us up and take us to another planet, 
it would greatly impact the decisions that you're making in your life right now, right? And she keeps insisting, no, no. Like I said, if you're going to renovate a house or buy a house or build a house or build a conscious community or or do something that's going to be all fried in the next couple of years, why bother? And she said, no, no, you've got to keep doing it. You've got to keep doing what you want, you're going to do. You know, you've got to keep trying to change the systems, even though you're not going to change the systems, she reckons. You know, try and change the education system and the government system and the food, you know, the way people eat, people are trying to change that. You know, everyone's trying to change the systems to a better, more sustainable, more collaborative way of living. And if we're all going to fry, not not the, you know, us, but if the world's going to fry, oh, I've got another meeting in 15 minutes, I'll have to be quick. Yeah, if, if we're going to fry in the, um, it would greatly just change the decisions that you would make. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think that that's the timeline that we're on, that there's going to be a coronal mass ejection that's going to hit the earth and the ETs are all going to pick us up? Or are we going to renovate this world? I don't know. I really don't know. I asked Preston, do you believe Dolly? And he said, well, I believe it, but I don't know if it's true. And that's, that's how I am too. I believe everything everyone says, but I don't know if it's true. I'll have to go and chat to my mob about it. They just keep telling me, and they're telling me right now, that there are um, multiple timelines that you can align to, which is what they tell me a lot. What do you choose? What do you choose? What do you choose? So that they're saying that that is an absolute probable timeline. That is a reality um, that Dolly is aligned to because her job, she said to me, why do you think I fly the ships? I'm one of the pilots. It's going to be picking up people. So that's her reality. That's her job. And that's the timeline that she's on. And that's what she'll experience. Will we? I don't know. What do we choose? What are we choosing in this moment? It's all about living in the here and now and making choices in the here and now and aligning your vibration, aligning your energy to love or to what you want in the here and now. It's all about now. It's not to get too caught up with what's going to happen in the future. You are creating your future in the now, as the Seth material said. All your power is in the now. You create your own realities. They say two rules to life. One, you create your own reality. Two, there are no limits. And all your power is in the now. All your power is in the now to create what you want, to create what you want. But, yeah, I can't stop in yet because I've got another meeting in 10 minutes and I need to go and have some breakfast. Amazing conversation with Dolly and Preston. They're going to come back into the inner sanctum and you get to meet them and quiz them and ask more about Dolly's experiences because we didn't even scratch the surface, really. Her experiences are extensive. I could have asked her another billion questions. <laughs> I told you a million times not to exaggerate. I could have asked her a few more questions. Anyway, and, uh, yeah, just loved that. Fascinating. And they were laughing after I turned off the recording. I said, you know, Dolly's dragging Preston into all her interviews. I said, do you, do you need to be there? And he goes, yeah, because because Dolly says that she just gets on these tangents and, you know, her mouth runs away with her and Preston sort of like reins her in. But I said, no, nah, you were fine. You can talk about whatever you like. Just go talk about it. She's got so much to say, so much to share. Anyway, fascinating, fascinating people. Love you all. Who's coming up? Michael Tamora is coming up in the Inner Sanctum. One of my favorite teachers died five times. You know, he, he's just a master here on earth, master spiritual teacher here on earth uh, in the human form. Great sense of humor, laughs the whole time he talks. Just love him. He's one of my teachers in spirit. When I had him on the show for the first time, I've had him on at least a dozen times now. I recognized him as one of my spirit guides 
in a physical body, which I have never experienced here when no matter who I've met or spoken to, I've never recognized them as one of my spiritual teachers in another dimension. But um, I did. I recognized him as that. So amazing. Just love him. One of my favorites all times. He's coming up early May, 8th, 9th of May, Monday, 9th of May here in Australia, morning, Sunday night, 8th of May in the US and Canada. Uh, it will be live on my channel and Facebook page and Facebook group, the Awakening Empowerment Network. But if you want to come and meet Michael on Zoom, just go to the um, currentswain.com slash inner sanctum, put your email in and I'll send you the um, Zoom link and you can come and meet him on Zoom, meet him in the you know electronic flesh. <laughs> but he's just awesome. I love Michael. So he's coming up and um, lots more amazing people coming up. Wow, are we all going to fry in a couple of years? I mean, is the world going to fry? Anyway, something to contemplate, something to think about. I'm going to go and think about that, but I'm going to go. Big love to you. Remember, check out the book, Wake and Bite Death, if you haven't already. And I'll see you next time. Big love. Bye for now.